Hello and welcome to the Logcast with our final episode of our ukulele extravaganza. I am your host, David Jones, and I am joined once again by my good friend, Kev. How you doing? All right, mate. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm okay. Yeah. Pretty good. Pretty good. The E3 hype is starting to uh, get under my skin a little bit. Itching for this week to get by. So can... Yeah, I mean... I'm looking forward to it, especially the uh, the Microsoft panel, which obviously we're going to be covering in depth. But I think uh, compared to the last few years, I'm slightly less excited going in. Like, I don't know. Do you... It just feels like there's not as much big stuff I'm expecting this year. Really? this is. I think this year is significantly more exciting than last year because we have new hardware unveil and uh, we have Super Mario Odyssey. We are probably get a more expanded look at Sea of Thieves, and um, I am I you know I am personally like ridiculously hyped for uh, Battlefront Two, and we're gonna see probably see some actual Last of Us Two footage at the Sony conference. So it was literally like, I'm I'm actually excited for the EA conference for Battlefront. I'm excited for Microsoft for Sea of Thieves and Scorpio. I'm excited for Nintendo because of Odyssey, and I'm excited for Sony for Last of Us Two. And like literally okay. almost every single conference this year, there's something I'm really hyped for, except for Ubisoft and I guess. But I mean, even they got that new Assassin's Creed game that I'm kind of interested in. Yeah, and they might unveil like a new Rayman or something because it's been a long time since. And a, a certain Mario uh, slash Rabbids crossover game that they're oh, working yeah. on. Uh, well, yeah, but aside from that. I don't know, like a lot of that stuff I'm not really into or that or as excited as you and like I'm sure it'll be good. It's just <clears throat> I think last year it was kinda of like there was so much stuff we were like we didn't know if we were gonna see from Rare and this year I think it's just a bit more straightforward. But anyway, we could save that for our speculation. Right, that's that's probably a uh, probably a good thing. So you play any exciting games this week? Uh, yeah, a little bit. Hang on, let me just have a glass of water. Why don't you tell the audience about what games you've been playing, because my, uh, my throat's kind of killing me, so give me a second. Alright, so my gaming was pretty pretty light this week, probably because um, I don't think I've mentioned it on this podcast, but uh, my TV kicked the bucket, so I, I now own a... OLED 4K HDR TV, and I keep wanting to watch HDR content and f- true 4K content through Netflix and the Ultra um, HD Blu-ray player. So my gaming has quite have taken a hit this week while I just explore my TV's capabilities. Not that games look bad, because the games I have played on it look beautiful. I played a little bit of Breath of the Wild to see how that looks. Mario Kart 8, um, tried out... Um, some Xbox games, played uh, Assassin's Creed Syndicate a little bit, Tr- played Tomb Raider again for a little bit because that game just looks glorious now. And, you know, f- tried a few various first-person shooters. I haven't really put, like, a lot of time into any one game yet because I just want to keep trying different things to see how they look, <laughs> if that makes any sense. Yeah, no, fair enough. Yeah, so I, I I'm I'm hoping to get into uh, 
a lot more gaming this next week now that I've gotten my 4K Ultra HD fix a little bit. Yeah. What I really want to see is uh, I haven't tried any HDR gaming yet because there's not really a lot of options available so far. I think there's only like a handful of retail games that have it, like Gears of War 4 and like is it Forza Horizon or something like that, I think have it. Right, yeah. So that is one thing I need. I'm excited to get into and test out. Okay, well, on my end, uh, I've been playing uh, not a great deal. Like I played a little bit of ukulele, you know, to get ready for this episode. Mm-hmm. Um I've been playing Tony Hawk's Pro Skater on the N64, which is a golden oldie, you know. Um, I've been playing... Oh, what else? There's something else I played this week. Oh, I played a little bit... I haven't played this in ages. Do you remember Quiplash? The, uh, oh, yeah, the I remember that game. game. Yeah. So um, I was hanging out with... Uh... Okay, so this is sort of a, a side plug. Um, you remember that? Tibbers Clay, who we spoke about last week. Yes. Uh, well, funnily enough, um, yeah, strangest thing happened. Uh, Chris Marlowe, who you remember, you know, from Rare, who we talked about in last week's episode from the Revival the Rivals panel, he uh, he retweeted or Facebook shared or something that episode to that Tibbers Clay and said, "Oh, you get a, you get a shout out on this episode," and. Uh, yeah, next thing I know, she's contacting me saying, thanks so much for the shout-out. I'm sending you a free gift. And I'm like, whoa. So, yeah, uh, <laughs> thanks for that. It hasn't arrived yet, but uh, I understand it's on the way. So You have to take uh, a lot see. of pictures. Yeah, I expect a yeah. full photo shoot with professional lighting and all that. Yeah, I might just use the Game Boy camera. Just to... <laughs> <laughs> that would actually be kind of cool because they're kind of, you know, almost... As I said before, they remind me so much of Nintendo Power sculpting. So having those like photographed with the Game Boy camera and printed would actually be pretty cool. Yeah, yeah dude, you could yeah. create a secondary art piece by photographing them all and making like a little collage and framing them and stuff after printed being printed with the Game Boy printer. Well, there you go. Oh, I'm calling it right now. It's gonna be great. <laughs> You're gonna win all the art awards. <sighs> okay, so yeah. Um... <laughs> Anyway, uh, so, yeah, and we got talking, and then she invited me into this uh, gaming kind of group that she's got on uh, Discord, uh, and they play games through Twitch and stuff, and uh, I, I popped in, said hello to everyone, I said, uh, oh, have any of you guys got uh, Quiplash? And they were, they were like, no, and then she's like, okay, I'll go get it, and then I think she went and like purchased uh, Jackbox games, which had Quiplash on it, so... We all played a few rounds of Quiplash, which was fun. I haven't played that in a long time. Uh, and aside from that, uh, the game I've been absolutely hooked on for the last three days is Magikarp Jump. Uh, have you tried this out yet? No, I have not. I think it might be the best Pokemon game ever made. It's a game about Magikarp that looks like Flappy Bird or something. It's nothing like Flappy Bird. <laughs> yeah. I honestly have not looked into it very much. But. Flappy Bird is a real-time like, action uh, okay. game. Magikarp Jump, it's all menu-based. Oh, really? Um, See, I know nothing about it. Just so this, I heard about it. It's like they're making a... Ma- and I thought it was a Magikarp Flappy Bird clone. And I'm like, why? No, 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 no. I can understand why the name might make it sound like that. But no, uh, 
Magikarp Jump, it's kind of hard to explain. You have to play it to understand the charm. It'll sound a little boring if I explain it, but I'm going to explain it anyway. Uh, you basically, you have a pond which you raise a Magikarp in and um, you enter it into tournaments to see which Magikarp can jump the highest. And eventually you'll hit a brick wall because your Magikarp are limited as to how much they can level up based on how much trainer experience you've got. So it's mm-hmm. like your trainer XP correlates with the Pokemon XP, if you get what I mean. Does that make right. sense? Yeah, so. it's just, I don't know. And, and, and then, My mobile so when... gaming is, I, I usually feel like I only want to play one mobile game at a time. And I, I rarely play more than one, sometimes two, if I feel really ambitious. So it's just, I haven't had a desire enough to add it to my mobile gaming rotation yet. Well, check it out if you get a chance. Yeah. It is actually really fun. It's like, I don't play it nonstop, but it's, you know, there's like a cooldown timer between certain things you can do unless you pay money, which is often mm-hmm. the case with these games. So I'll like do everything I can, then throw it on the side for an hour, and then an hour later it'll pop up, and it's you know just something to throw on during like a commercial break or a toilet uh, excavation, should we say? So uh, yeah. Anyway, that's uh, that's my gaming week in full. Cool. That is pretty awesome. So nothing really too exciting on either of our ends. Just magic up jumps very exciting. Magic up jump. Okay, I'm sorry. I, I don't understand the power of the magic arp. <laughs> One day we will all worship him as a god. <laughs> um. So I guess with that we should probably move on to the news. Alright, so we got a few items today. Nothing earth-shattering, but worth going over. Um, Finally, the radio silence on the uh, ukulele patch has ceased, and they have said on Twitter, the ukulele patch will be coming in the next few weeks. So, I took that as sometime in June. Probably closer to the end of June. (laughs) Knowing how these things go, so... We'll have that to look forward to. And then maybe we'll finally get news on the Nintendo Switch version at some point. Maybe. I guess we'll see. I don't know. I I personally, I wouldn't say the radio silence has been lifted because, like, it's still very vague, isn't it? Well, yeah. It's it's kind of a a window, though, which was more than we got before. Just like, before it was just like a patch is coming at some point. Now we have... A few usually implies at least three, so we have like a period of three weeks they could potentially release it now. And I feel like if I if I'm giving a range, I'm a lot more okay to wait. As in when it's just soon, it's like oh, is, is it six months soon or you know six days soon? It, it it feels a lot more vague than what they've said now. So to me, it's not okay. well, not complete radio, you know, openness or whatever you want to call it, but. It's a lot more than what we had last week. Yeah, okay. Um, Also, there is some new Sea of Thieves details. 
about three different items, uh, none of them super major, but worth going over. Um, once again, there's going to be two tech alphas um, this weekend, so uh, hop over to their website if you are in the alpha program and see which times work for you. There's also a photo released on their Twitter showing off um, some new details, some waterfalls, looks like a little bit improved foliage. So it looks like they're spicing up the islands a little bit, maybe making them look a little bit more unique perhaps. Um, hard to tell just from the one shot. And I kind of actually wished that they had done like a before and after shot of that of that area. Like I could tell it was stuff I hadn't seen before, but I'm like, how much did you actually add here? I want to know the difference, but they just showed the after pick. So, um, yep. There was also a new dev blog on the forums about stability and performance. So that might be worth a read if you fancy hopping over to the Sea of Thieves forums and registering and doing piratey online things. And uh, do you want to take the next one, Kev? Yeah, okay. It's so kind of linking into you. last week's episode. <laughs> uh, the Revival Arrivals 2017 panels, uh, which took place, uh, have been slowly being released week by week on Retro Asylum. Uh, so I'm not sure which ones have come out yet, but the one that you know we were all interested in, the Rare panel, that was released this week, uh, Tuesday just gone. So if you head over to RetroAsylum.com, uh, I mean, if you want the exact URL, it's RetroAsylum.com slash episode dash 163 dash revival dash 2017 dash rare dash panel. But if you go to RetroAsylum.com, I'm sure you'll be able to find it a little bit easier than right. that. Or Google. Um, I'm sure if you search rare panel revival <clears throat> rivals 2017 Retro Asylum or some collection of words like that, it'll probably pop up. Yeah, probably. Did you uh, get a chance to listen to it yet? Um, I was listening to it at work. I haven't got through the whole thing yet. I actually want to go back because sometimes listening at work makes me not pay attention as much. So you should listen to it while you're driving, dude. Yeah, I know. I don't. Ha- I don't have uh, output in my car though, so I would have to listen to it. Turn up the audio on my phone and hope it reverberates through the whole car and doesn't get drowned out by my engine. You don't have any kind of like music player in your car. I, well, unless I could burn the thing to a CD if it's not too long, I could, I guess, listen on that. <laughs> Don't you have a uh, a line-in port? No, I wish. Oh, dude, even I've got that, and I've got, like, a stupid car. <laughs> well, my car is, like, over 10 years old, so... Mine is 13 years old. Well, you suck. Apparently, uh, the, <laughs> the UK's ahead of things when it comes to cars. Yeah, like, uh, you know, driving on the right side of the road. Uh, okay, sure. Sure. Yeah, let's, let's, let's read from the left, but drive on the right. That makes logical sense. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, think, I think ours has to be better because America, right? Mm. Anyway, uh, yeah, <laughs> check out that podcast. Uh, it's like an hour 20. It's real good. Uh, you get to hear me towards the end of it, so that's worth checking out alone. And uh, yeah. That's uh, that's pretty much it for the news this week. Yep, that's it. So, without further ado, let us move on to our main topic. All right, main topic. Our 
final ukulele spotlight world thingy, <laughs> if you want to call it. And we're going to World 5, and apparently Word 5 notes here. <laughs> it's making me laugh. <laughs> Sorry. Um, Galleon Galaxy. And, uh, yeah. What were your first impressions of this level? Right, so this was the only level that I had absolutely no idea what it was. Like, so I purposely avoided all spoilers and stuff online. Um, you know, in the, I guess, about one and a half days it took me to get there but uh yeah because obviously the first two stages we'd seen quite a bit of in pre-release stuff then the the casino stage we'd seen in that trailer um at the swamp level i don't i don't know if we'd actually seen it or not but the original concept art showed yuka and Laylee in a swamp with a with ollie you know below them in the so i kind of expected a swamp this stage i had absolutely no idea what to expect and same I here. guess you could. I guess you could say it's kind of a mashup between like, you know, rare pirate levels and almost like a Mario Galaxy aesthetic. Yeah, that's pretty much what it is. I'd say. <laughs> <laughs> so imagine if uh, Gloomy Galleon from DK sixty four went out on a date with, let's say, Good Egg Galaxy from Mario Galaxy. You know, things got a little bit frisky. Um, Unfortunately, Gloomy Galaxy forgot to bring any protection that night. And, uh, you know, I guess the abortion clinic was all booked up. So nine months later, this world popped out. That's okay. what we've got. Uh, go on then. So what were your maybe slightly less graphic first impressions? Um, this, this is actually, I think, at least when I first played it, because I found this to be the most disappointing world, and I was actually kind of a little bit upset with it until I expanded it. Because it is it is so, like, not a non-level until you expand it. So, it just, like, you got into it, and it just felt, it felt like a, a, Mario, a Super Mario Galaxy level, which I'm never really... I'm a, I like the Galaxy games, but I'm not really a huge fan because I don't... I always felt that the levels in Mario Galaxy... Well, not all of them. Some of them felt really lazy to me. Just felt like different floating things thrown about. And that's kind of how this one feels before you expand it. So I actually think I just grabbed maybe one pagey from here and then I went back to the other levels until I eventually came back and expanded it. Well, you can only get like four pages i know there's like nothing to do there because i actually tried to do more but i couldn't find anything to do and i'm like what the heck this looks like a beta level i think and i'm not sure on this but to me it feels like a satire of the whole expansion concept Mm -hmm. it's kind of like well yeah you can't really do anything so go expand it right like i i actually wondered if i'd missed something major the first time i went in there i was like Am I missing something really obvious? I know. I was just going up to the highest point. I'm like looking around. It's like there's got to be something. There's got to be an area that I missed. But but yeah. no. So it's. However, once you expand it, I, I my opinion did change on this, and I actually ended up really enjoying the world. Though it's it's still not. I wouldn't say it's one of my favorites because I still think that it. Doing the space Mario Galaxy theme. I think as I said before, that's how I found about the casino level. It's like you're going in this really weird sort of bizarro direction when you still haven't even hit some of the platforming core worlds that you expect. Yeah. Like like I, I wanted a lava world in Desert World. And those are probably 
my two big one of two of my disappointments we didn't see any kind of fire desert-based area but well true but then again i like that they kind of avoided the obvious tropes like you know i mean how many times has, has have the mario games covered those those that ground for the past 10 years well, no, like i see what you're saying with that and i think it'd be more valid if it hadn't been so long because <laughs> to me it's i want been three years since mario 3d world well, yeah, but that's not to me. Mario Three D World's not the same type of thing as this. Okay. It, since yeah, fair to enough. Me, it, I don't think we've seen a true game like this since like Donkey Kong sixty four. Well, no, I guess no. Jack and Daxter. I guess would probably be the last one. Well, Banjo Tooie came way like after DK sixty four. Oh, you're right. Yeah, Banjo Tooie, and if you want to count Jack and Daxter, which um, used which kind of used the same formula. Uh, there's that Spongebob game on the PS2 that everyone raves about. Well, that doesn't count. I refuse to count Spongebob. Well, apparently, it's like one of the best collector ones. It's like super underrated. Oh, I haven't played it. I'm just saying. I haven't I... played it, but the, the Spongebob art style makes my eyes bleed. So even if it's the same style, <laughs> I don't care. Bless. Oh, and don't forget about uh, QP Jazzy or whatever the hell that oh, Right. Well, I guess my point is that I think pride of his career is that I really wanted to explore explore a lot of the platformer tropes okay, on yeah, a modern yeah. game because it's been so long. Like I would have rather this crazy stuff be in the next one because that's kind of how it was before. Like Banjo Banjo Kazooie and Banjo Tooie, the really crazy stuff was in Banjo Tooie, and I wanted it to I wanted it to hit sort of the standard platformer level tropes. And then maybe have one or two crazy ones near the end. But I wanted more. I understand why they did it this way because of the few worlds. If they had more worlds, then they could have ended with a casino level and uh, Galen Galaxy as the last two without feeling like they were skipping much. But I think this was just kind of a byproduct of uh, the, you know, being a Kickstarter game with a small team. So it was kind yeah. of a disappointment. But to me, I don't really count it as like a big mark against the game. I'm really just nitpicking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and to be honest mate after like combing the gerudo desert on breath of the wild for like a week straight a couple months ago i'm happy if i don't see another desert in gaming for a long time as much <laughs> as i like that game and i'm not going to go off on a tangent that was one big ass desert that i got lost in a lot right so i still need to go back to that game and collect everything there's so many things to do yeah like maybe you could get more than five correct seeds i have more than five now shut up Oh, you got six. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> I have to have at least uh, ten. I'm not sure. Okay. Okay. I, I think I had ten within the first two hours of ending the game, but don't don't worry, Dave. You know, not everyone's great at everything. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, should we talk about the moves? Or move, move. singular? Yeah, there's really only one, and that's the, uh, the sonar shield. Which is used about twice... In the game. I mean, it's used a few times, and you can pull it up whenever you want, but mm -hmm. it really isn't only like two or three pages it's required for. Right, and in the... Did I use this in the final... I think I ended up using this in the final boss quite a bit. If I remember right. I can't remember having to use it in the final boss. No, I don't remember using it once oh. in the final boss. Oh, yeah, you're right, because that was the bubble move I was using. Yeah. The one where, yeah, or the sonar blast or whatever. Okay, yeah, it was called to get rid of the bees or or whatnot. Yeah, I know I was using one of those moves. So I guess it wasn't. Yeah, there really isn't a whole lot of of use for this move, but I guess it kind of makes sense because it's the very final one you get. 
Yeah, and there's like one in the hub world, I think, that requires it, but not not too many. And, you know, part of me kind of thinks, was it a pointless move because they don't do enough with it? But there are a couple of pages which are quite fun, like having to go through that um, area with like the red lasers. Right. Yeah, uh, I think it's fine for a final move not to have, because like, the more stuff you lock behind the final move, the more pages you cut off to the to the user. Yeah. Until you get all those notes, or notes, I'm sorry, uh, quills. So I think it makes sense, and you know, it's good to unlock it, you get access to a few more, and I think that's fine. Yeah. I don't know. Not super crazy about it. Don't really. Just kind of there. It's a move. You do it. You use it. You get things. It's great. <laughs> I don't yeah, know much it, more it to just, say. It does what it says on the tin, yeah. I suppose. It's n- nothing well, that's going to blow you away outside of like, you know, I mean, the actual quests you go on to use it are fun, but the move itself is just kind of, oh, things can't hurt you. Yeah. That's fun. <laughs> Well, the other thing I wanted to talk about is the move you get just before you come in the world from the from Highbury Towers. Uh, you get the flying power up, mm-hmm. which is to me that's like more obviously a much more memorable move than the, the flying Solar Shield. Move. Uh, so I'm interested because I mean I discussed this with Jeff off air like ages ago. You know when when he first got the flying move, but. I don't think I've ever really asked you what your opinions were on it, so like I'm interested to hear what what did you think of the flying in this game? I I I actually really enjoy it, but there is something I th- I think I would have tweaked it so that you got it much like this was like one of the I think it should have been one of the last things you got because in some yeah, but- ways it feels like God mode, which is really fun, and I actually really enjoyed going around all the levels feeling like. So I'm I feeling really powerful, but I think it made too many of it made too many things too easy. That if I had gotten that move, really near the end, or completely at the end, like maybe you had to get like, how many quills are in the game? One thousand and ten. One thousand. Like maybe you had to get all but like uh, get like nine hundred quills total or something to get it. Maybe, or maybe they could have given it you during the final boss fight because obviously it's the final fight. Well, we won't go too much on this, right? We'll, yeah, like maybe we'll probably talk about the boss. Maybe another. That, week, that's actually but, um, a better idea. Like this was a thing you get, like instead of to go to the last level, you get it to get get up the hive, the final hivery tower. I think that would work better because I I think it's really fun how they do it, and I did it, and I don't want to say that I didn't want it to be the way it was because it is a lot of fun, but it does take away. I think. It kind of su- breaks a lot of the earlier challenges. Yeah, and, sure. but if you, I, mean, I, know, I think that's I know, fine if you've already gone through most of it and then you use it to clean up with as feeling like God. I think I think that's that that would actually have been a good design choice because sometimes it feels like a chore to clean up after you beat the boss. And if you had that that move to go and clean up the rest of the game with, I think it would have made the cleanup phase a lot more enjoyable. But, yeah, but it's the fact that you can unlock it with technically like 15 pages... And you yeah, get, you know, if you just go in a stage, get the moves, go out, go in the next one, get the moves. So out. you can get this if you really wanted to. If you were doing even a one hundred percent run where you wanted to collect everything, if you rush through the levels to get all the moves to start with, you could get the flying power up in less than an hour. Yeah, so so definitely, it's going to be a big fan for speedrunners, <laughs> or speedrunners are going to make interesting use of it. But I don't, 
Well, well, I do, you know, stand by that. Yeah, it should have been a bit later, but I still think it wasn't like a big mark against the game. It was still really fun, and a lot of the stuff is still really hard with the flying move. But it does. There are a few pages that it does make significantly easier. So if you, so maybe you can view it as like a cheat code, I guess. <laughs> if you're really. So what was, pardon. What, what I was going to say. What What is interesting about the flying is they kind of. It's a trade-off from the old-school Banjo-style flying in that you don't need any collectibles. You know, you don't need to collect feathers or whatever mm-hmm. uh, to, to fly. But And, you know, you can use it at any time. You don't need to find a flight pad. But the trade-off is that the flying itself is a lot more imprecise, you know, because right. you sort of veer left to right instead of, you know... Uh, ba- flying in Banjo was basically swimming in the air. So. That's true. Yeah. So it, flying itself isn't quite as fun, I guess, the controls of it. But in some ways, I did. I've always sort of wanted to have that power in in three D platformers to not have to just worry so much about, oh, my item's gone now. I can't do it. Yeah. In, in some ways, as as you know, an adult with crap to do, in some ways, I did actually kind of appreciate it, because it's a part of me. My brain said, yeah, yeah, this made this too real. Too, a little bit too easy. Uh, part of me was like, this is saving me so much time so I can enjoy do more things in this game <laughs> in the yeah. short amount of time, free time I have. So it's, I, I don't, I don't think, well, as I said, if I had been personally designing it, I would have done, you know, a little bit differently by having it come later, but I don't think it's really a much of a distraction at all from the way they have it. Yeah. Okay, alright, fair enough. Um, now, okay, with the moves out of the way, what about the uh, the transformation in this stage? The pirate ship! I love this one. This is my favourite. Really? Yeah, that's a pirate ship. It made me think of Sea of Thieves when I was playing it. I'm like, what? I'm a pirate now. I'm a whole pirate ship. I'm just blowing things up. I don't know, I just thought it was awesome. Yeah, it was cool. Uh, it was it was used for a few fun pages. Uh, I still prefer the school of fish from the third stage, but uh, yeah, this was this was a real good one. I didn't expect it, you know, because as I say, I've been avoiding all spoilers about this stage. Yeah. So when it happened, I was like, oh, okay, that's cool. I found it really charming. Yeah, it's just fun just to go around the whole stage and like find different things to blow up. It was it was fun. The race wasn't too bad. That was pretty entertaining. Yeah. And yeah, against. Uh... Oh, what's his name? Was it Nimbus? Nimbus the Cloud. Yeah, yeah, the uh, the Cloud. Yeah, returned from uh, from the first stage. Yep. So yeah, it was it was good fun. And to talk about the mini games, there was a minecart and a Flappy Bird. I mean, up a Nova. <laughs> As the arcade game in this level. How did you yeah, feel? Yeah, funny about- you were talking about. You're talking about Magikarp right. jump being Flappy Bird, which it isn't, but this literally is, you know, Flappy Bird, but with left and right control as well as up and down. Yeah, I, I, I was not a fan of this of this one. I think it's the weakest mini game in the game. I just think it went on a bit too long. To be honest, right. I know. I know. Last week I was listening to, uh, not last week, the one before when uh, you and Jeff were talking about. The Capital Casino mini game going on too long, but mm-hmm. I think at least that was bearable. On this, it's like if you make one or two mistakes, you have to start the whole thing over again. Right. It's way too easy to just 
mess up and like completely throw off your groove and then you're just done yeah it took me ages to get the high score on this one <laughs> i have not done that yet and i don't sh- <laughs> not sure if i want to i mean i know i will at some point because i will need to have a hundred percent ukulele save for reasons but yeah i'm not looking forward to taking on that challenge <laughs> yeah it took me like 30 minutes Okay, Which doesn't so sound like a long time, but yeah, that's that's when <clears throat> it took me to to get the Donkey Kong sixty four Nintendo arcade coin in DK sixty four. So, well, I mean that 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 had the <clears throat> sorry, my throat's crazy today. That had the opposite problem in that it was too easy. Oh, okay, okay. I'm pretty sure like everyone I've talked to about that game, besides you and maybe Jeff, has like complained about that. <laughs> so. I was not the only one. Dang it. Mm, okay. <clears throat> I'll take your word for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, up and over, yeah, it's 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 all right. Like, the, the initial run-through is okay. It's just the high score absolutely killed me. So. Um, but what about uh, the minecart? Uh, I'm trying to remember what, it, what how it was in this stage, if there was anything it unique It was low G. It's all low G? Okay, that's right. Um, it was all right. I don't think it was. It, it it wasn't. I didn't have as hard time of it as the casino stage. And I think it was. I don't know. I I don't I don't remember spending a lot of time on it. I think I must have got it like my second attempt or so. But it was fun. I said I've enjoyed most of the minecart stages. So yeah, I, th- I, I thought it was. Much um, to say about it. <laughs> you collect. I thought this was one of the easiest day. because of the low right. G. I just found this a lot easier than right. some of the earlier ones. And I guess by this point, I was like really used to the controls and stuff yeah, as well. Yeah, I, I think the minecart controls are they have a steep learning curve, but once you're used to one, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Um, so, you want to talk about the expansion? We were gonna go over that. We sort of already. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much the entire level is the expansion, and unless we want to add on more than that, we can probably move on. <laughs> yeah, no, that's fine, dude. So the boss, the pl- plant planeta, the planet, 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 whatever, yeah. the planet. Oh God, the puns. <laughs> yeah, this this guy was this guy was something. I know some people think he's the hardest. I think Inept she. was the hardest, or she. I'm sorry. It was kind of dark too. Didn't you like just kill the moon or whatever that is, and then he gets pissed. <laughs> Well, yeah, th- this is the thing. Okay, so I've been waiting to talk about this, and I thought we'd wait till the last episode. Um, the thing with this game is, every single boss, I feel like Yuka and Laylee are the real antagonists. Mm-hmm. Because, like, <clears throat> you go back to the first stage with the... Was it the... What's he called in the first one? The, the paving stone thing? Yeah, yeah. I can't remember what his actual name is, but... Oh, well, yeah, yeah. On that one, it's like, you know, you, you're just interrupting him and then you like smash his teeth out and then leave him. You don't even kill him. You just leave him like immobile for eternity. Uh, and then the second stage, like you break in some of a dude's boiler and like, you know, you know, start causing trouble in there. Um, and then the third stage, you just interrupt him. This like friendly swamp beast who's watching his soaps. 
And then, uh, okay, the fourth stage is a bit different. You just get attacked by uh, Inept. Um, but then, yeah, on this stage, literally, like, you you murder her husband. <laughs> <laughs> Remember, he says, oh, I've got something on my back. Can you scratch it for me? And then you, like, fire a bloody cannon at his back and blow him up. Yeah, it's it's... This part almost gave me like Conquer Bad for a day vibes. I was like, "Oh, this is this is kind of dark. <laughs> this is like Conquer Dark." Yeah. Oh, big time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I know some. I remember a couple reviews I read like actually complained about like not liking this vibe to the game, about how kind of unsympathetic the characters were, <laughs> the main heroes were, and I to me that's kind of part of like what Ware's always done because I mean. Kazooie was pretty terrible too, and then with Conquer, and I've always taken them as kind of like dark comedies, so I it, it didn't bother me because you know I don't know I've consumed so yeah, many two, rare games. Yeah, Tui got quite dark as well. So yeah, I've consumed so many rare games over my life that I'm sort of used to it and expect that type of humor from them. But I, I yeah. guess a lot of people, more recent gamers that weren't super into them, are were kind of like surprised about how sort of dark you know a cartoon game about a, a lizard and a bat turned out to be <laughs> i was like yep that's rare for you or in this case platonic yeah um the the boss fight itself i thought was really bad I, i've got to be honest i thought it was um unfortunately i thought it was really badly programmed like the controls for the ship were really annoying in that camera view Mm-hmm. And like the hitbox on the planet seemed like really inconsistent. Uh, I don't know. What What about you? Like the fight itself? How did you? Yeah, find the it? the ship controls was a little bit weird. I, I I still think it was better than the inept fight, which just everything about that. Fight the the inept amazing. fight was just I think it just it just got easier as it went on it was like it was top heavy like the inept fight started tough and then got easier and easier whereas this was just hard throughout right but i don't know but both those bosses didn't feel the best and i kind of noticed that throughout the whole game that it does feel like way more time was spent on the first three worlds than Mm. the second two i don't know if you got that feeling as well but to me, the last couple felt less, a little bit less polished. So maybe they had a bit of a crunch to get it done, which which is kind of a shame. I still think they're both solid worlds, but wasn't quite as good as the first two. And it was kind of slight. I think a little bit. I was slightly disappointed that you know. I think that's honestly a way that a lot of I've noticed on a lot of three D platforms. I felt that same way about Super Mario sixty four. I felt like the best worlds were at the beginning, <laughs> so maybe they're. Oh, I didn't. That. Hmm. Nah, dude, you got TikTok Clock near the end, which is like yeah, one of the best three D platform levels of really? all time. So the last two worlds, I I didn't, I never cared for. I thought they felt lazy. They were just like too platformy. It was just. Too many just random stuff floating in the air, like rainbow. What was it? What was the last level called? Rainbow. Rainbow ride. Rainbow ride. Yeah. So I don't know. I I love the first few levels. Or most actually, I love that whole game. See, and when I'm complaining, I should like after this game. When I'm complaining about things in like Ukulele and Super Mario 64, I'm, you know, 
to me, I'm I'm being nitpicky because I just love the genre so much, and I'm so happy that these all these games exist again. Yeah. So. Yeah. Where was I talking about again? Oh yeah, these two levels feeling a little bit rushed in comparison <laughs> to the others. So that that's that's I guess a shame, but the boss yeah wasn't one of my favorites, but I don't know. I don't have anything more to say. I'll shut up now. <laughs> no, no, don't, don't, don't shut up. Just, just stop it all. <laughs> no, like my thought is all over the place, and I can't, uh, and uh, I'm not able to put it into a straight line. So I'm just, I think I feel like I've said everything I need to say about it. Yeah, no, I mean, I'll just sum up in saying I think the concept of the boss was great. It was a good idea, and it fit the aesthetic of the stage. It's just the execution I thought was a bit poor. I thought yeah. the the area you had to move in was a little bit too small. The controls for the ship were a little bit janky, especially in that camera angle. Yeah, I think and it was then, really the camera angle that did it, because I had no problem with the ship in the rest of the level. Right. But, and then so. and then just, like, planets, uh, projectiles seem to hit you way too easily. Mm-hmm. So, um, I mean, I found... I think this battle is a lot, lot tougher than the final boss. So, Right. Uh, it's honestly the final boss I didn't think was that hard definitely not as hard as Quintilda no it was, no. It was more figuring out what you needed well. to do hmm well again I'll, I'll save my my thoughts we'll we'll talk about the boss like in a few weeks we'll do like a final thoughts or something sum everything up because yeah capital B there's a lot to say there which oh. I'll say we'll leave it for another week cool cool so um, do you want to move on to some fun pagey highlights in the level? Yeah, sure. Uh, we don't have to spend much time here, just because I think usually by the time you get to like talking about the pages, we've already gone over a lot of the most notable ones. But yeah. just, just you know, if you have anything we haven't talked about in this level, pagey wise, that you want to talk about it, now's the time. Yeah, well, um, I liked. I think my favorite. Well, there's a couple of really good quests on this stage. Uh, so first off, my favourite one I think was the toilet quest, uh, where you know you go and speak to the toilet cubicle, uh, and he's like, basically he says I've got a bunch of shit stuck in my pipes, and uh, you know you have to like go down through the pipes. And did you actually? Because I know you didn't get every single page. Yeah, this is the one of the ones I didn't get, but I've seen some video of it, so I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. So you have to go through the pipes underneath the uh, porta potties, I guess. You do you know what porta potty is? Yeah, we have. Okay, I didn't know. Unless it's something different in the UK. Yeah, it's like a a, portable restroom. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I didn't know if you put it like I don't know, movable poo house or something. No, we call them porta potties too. So okay. So you go like underneath the porta potty complex and you like clear everything up and like reconnect the pipes and do like you know smash things with you i can't remember exactly what was what it involved but i remember like you had to use a combination of moves and like screw around with a few things and shame that was fun. great mighty poo didn't make a cameo <laughs> <laughs> but that was really good fun um another one of the quests uh was the chick who wants to get up to that planetoid in the sky oh yeah that's that's actually it. probably one of my favorite one i like that one isn't she like totally bullshitting you? Like she says she wants to 
liberate the planet and then she like blows it up right that's more of that kind of dark humor <laughs> especially in this level there's a lot of dark humor <laughs> it turns out that she's the bad guy you just killed a whole bunch of people <laughs> yeah oh, that which was... is cute I like that um I like the way it played around with the concepts and um yeah and, th- and it, it created one point more that I actually... explorable terrain as well because it like the chunks that blew off landed in the ocean below and you could explore right. them, you know, for extras. Remember, this is the, one of the points that I, I really sort of stopped and remembered what they said about, hey, characters could be spun off into their own things. Right. And I thought that this, this page in particular would make for a good other game. Like the struggle between whoever her race is and the other people. Maybe, maybe you could have a game where you play as her with like Jet Force style thing and your whole thing is to go and blow up planets and be evil. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> But I, I thought she'd be perfect for like a Jet Force Gemini style game. Yeah, yeah, she definitely had a. She kind of had a similar look to the yeah. Jet Force characters. Well, yeah, she was clearly. I'm pretty sure she was a Kev Bayless, and I'm I'm just guessing, but she looked like a Kev Bayless design character. Yeah. Looking at what he's done for Killer Instinct and whatnot in the past, but. Mm. I don't know that for a fact. I'm just assuming. Okay. Uh, so, anyway, and another another quest uh, we should mention is uh, Shovel Knight Return. That's true. And, and uh, yeah, he was tied in with a uh, Knights of Hammerlock quest, which was kind of fun but kind of annoying as well because I kept getting confused as to what I actually had to do. Did you do this one? Um, I think I started it, but I didn't really know how to complete it. <laughs> right, <laughs> yeah, because... Basically, you're given cryptic hints about ways to get keys from the four knights of Hammerlock, right. and like the first one's kind of easy, and then the other two, are, like the other two or three, are like super obscure. And I figured it out in the end. I was I was very close to looking at a video guide online, but I ultimately figured it all out. And uh, I thought Shovel Knight's dialogue was great, and I enjoyed that aspect of it. But the actual, you know fighting the uh sorry not fighting trying to deal with the knights of hammerlock i just found was a little bit annoying right yeah as i said i think i I think i maybe did the first one and then i moved on to easier pages i figured i'd come back to it later and i will at some point but yeah okay um so yeah i've named a few what about you any pagey highlights for you um You've pretty much covered the ones that I was going to bring up, so I think we can probably just move on. <laughs> okay, well, but before we do, um, the hole-in-one uh, golf course kind of returned from uh, Capital Casino, and again, I didn't enjoy it because I think the ball push controls are so clunky. See, everyone complained about these. I didn't have a problem with either one, really. They weren't hard. They were just I thought they were like really sloppily done, like... The fact there's no suction on the ball, you know, uh, like I made this point weeks and weeks ago, I think when we were having like a private chat, how uh, whenever you go up to a ball in this kind of game, usually the character's hands will attach to the ball and you won't, it won't be like super glue, but there'll be like a very, very slight added sort of suction onto the ball. Mm-hmm. But with this, literally you're just bumping into like a 2D sprite. Right, yeah, I'll, I'll agree that then they probably could have put an animation there when they're doing it, but I didn't 
I know some people complained about them being really frustrated with them, and I didn't find them frustrating at all, really. No, just, no, no, I, yeah. I, I didn't find them difficult for a threat. Yeah, there could have been like... a slight bit more of polish there, I'll, I'll agree with you, but I, I the the biggest complaints I've heard about them, I, I don't have. Yeah, Add a, if they'd added a little bit more polish there, it would have been fine, but I don't think it's a really big detraction. But there's, that's kind of the way I think ukulele, most of, I find most of ukulele's flaws is that I agree with a lot of them, but I think they're just like a bunch of small things that pale in comparison to everything that's good about the game. Okay. But, Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough, dude. Uh, so I wanted to talk a little bit about the secrets. Now, um, how much of the pirate treasure did you collect in this game? I found zero pirate treasure. I didn't really even know it was a thing. Well, I mean, I think I've heard from one of you guys that it was, but I have not found any of it. Oh, you didn't even find the one on the first uh, on the first stage because nope. that's quite not not too difficult to find. Ah, uh, well, yeah. So for each stage in this game, there's a hidden pirate treasure. Uh, so it's kind of like the stop and swap of this game. Uh, it's not shown in your total screen, but when you collect it you get an achievement, and then when you get three, you get an achievement, and when you get five, you get an achievement. So, mm-hmm. um, And I think, oh, I can't quote verbatim, but when you pick it up, I think Yuka says something like, oh, I wonder what this is. Maybe it'll come in use later on. So it'll either be for DLC or for the sequel. Um, but then, so obviously on this stage, you know, you've got another piece of hidden private treasure. Uh, but the bigger secret for this level is uh you get a resolution of sorts to the toy box secret mm-hmm. so if you remember back on the toy box if you collected everything and got the hidden switches at the end inept appeared and said uh in the in the final ukulele game uh stomp under the tree near the pirate ship or something like that right like he gave you a clue uh, so yeah, if you do, if you go to this stage, there's a palm tree next to the pirate ship, and I think you, I think you butt stomp. I can't remember exactly what you do, but I think you butt stomp, and then a switch appears, and then you hit the switch, and then a net from the, from the toy box, appears on the ship, uh, and then you go talk to him, and he says, exposition loading fifty point one percent. Please be patient. More details soon. And at first I was like, what? And I thought, oh, I know. I've got to collect everything, every single thing in the game. So I went off and collected every single quill. Every, You know, I 100%ed the game and came back, spoke to him again. And he says, exposition loading, 50.1% complete. And I'm like, oh. For... So this is obviously leading up to another secret, if you get what I mean. Right. Like, it just gives you absolutely nothing as of now. I mean, maybe this is all a long con. Maybe, like, it's just going to... Each one will connect to the next game and eventually you'll just get nothing for it. You know, kind of like just a mockery of people who are too obsessed with these things. Well, yeah. That's that's probably what it is, but I still want to collect it all. Yeah. <laughs> because reasons. <laughs> well, yeah, so that's, you know... 
it was cool that they had that there to connect to the toy box, but I was kind of disappointed that you didn't get anything. Like I was convinced when I got all the pirate treasure and all the collectibles, something would happen, but so far it hasn't. The pirates from Sea of Thieves show up and we claim their treasure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and Greg Mails pops up in your screen and I'm like, hi, guys! And then Greg and Steve like hold hands and prance off into the sunset. With the logos okay. of Platonic and Rare upon their backs as they link arms. Okay. Is that, is that what you think? That That's exactly... You, you know it's in the code somewhere. You know it. Oh, yeah. Um, okay, so... That's it for the secrets. Uh, yeah, I'm done. Cool. Thank you for enlightening me to the secretness of things. <laughs> so... Final thoughts on this level. What are yours? Eh, uh, it's alright, isn't it? It's, uh, I suppose, it. for me, it's no Click Clock Wood. Mm-hmm. And it's definitely no Cloud Cookie Land. Which is just amazing. Yeah, um, I, like it. I like it way better than Cloud Cuckoo Land. Oh, no, dude. Cuckoo Land's, like, ingenious. <laughs> But I know you're a bigger fan of 2E levels than I am. But How can you not like... Okay, you don't like how 2E's all interconnected like to an extreme degree. But Cloud Cuckoo Land's completely standalone and it's awesome. What, what don't you like about Cloud Cuckoo Land? I don't know. It just feels... I don't know. I, like, I, don't even, I can't even really pin it down. I haven't played it in long enough to really give you concrete answers. But it was like... When I played it before, it was like the level that I wanted to go back to the least. I was never; it was my least favorite level in the original, Tui. Well, I love it so then. Like, yeah, I would have to play through it again and give you concise reasons because I really, honestly, don't remember a lot of my complaints, other than uh, the Canary Mary uh, level and that was or game in that gave me rage. So maybe that's just like poisoning the whole level for me. I don't remember, <laughs> but I remember yeah. really struggling with that. Okay, but anyway, the point is, I like this stage. I don't think it's bad, but it's definitely not up there with. Uh, I, it's not my personal favorite of this game, and I don't think it's the best sort of quote unquote final level that Rare's ever done. But yeah, it's good. It's good yeah. fun. There's a lot of it, interesting pages, and I I like mm-hmm. the art style. I just yeah, it's I one of those it, levels. I said my first impressions weren't very good of it, but then it, the more I played it, the more I liked it. So it, it's, it ended up, by the end of it, well, I, I say end because I haven't got everything yet there, but the end of my playthrough of it, it, it elevated quite a bit on my on my ratings of the levels. It started out as like, oh, this is the worst level in the game, to probably being in the top three, I think. <laughs> so take for that what you will. Okay. Um, do you want to, I was thinking like at the end, I was going to rank the levels in order. Um, do do you want to do that as well, or could you not? Um, lawful, yeah, levels one and two. It's very hard for me to rank because I love them both so much. But I'm gonna, uh, I don't know what to pick. I'm gonna say level one is my favorite by a hair. So level one, level two, level five, and um. For right now, I'm going to say level, level, um, or the Marsh level, which is because it's level three, and then level four. Last, but 
Okay. Do you want to know my top five? Your top five? There's only five. Yeah. Go ahead. Well, I'll... Uh, so, it's quite hard to pick, like, a least favourite, but I'm going to have to go with Capital Casino. It's still, like, none of them are bad. It's just my least favourite, you know. It's the least good. Right. Uh, Casino, it's partially because that whole stupid glitch issue. Which yeah, kind that's of honestly the main reason I put it last, too, is because it's... Things will definitely change, I think, once that issue's fixed, but right. it was hard to really enjoy myself on that level, knowing, like, what I knew about yeah, you what always I could feel potentially tense. happen there. <laughs> And like, and also, I think the collectibles were a bit too crazy on that stage. Like the fact you still got to get the two hundred quills as normal, and then also, the pages have been kind of split into casino tokens, which and there's like one hundred and ninety of them, which is fine. I've got no problem with receiving tokens as a reward for the casino games. I thought that was very clever, but I don't like how they're randomly hidden around the stage in the same way as quills. Like, there's some sections where there's, like, casino tokens hidden, like, underneath walkways, which you would never look under. Uh, I think it's kind of cheap at times. But, eh, so that was my least favourite. Um, then it would be Glitter, Ga- Glitter Glaze Glacier, which is... It looks nice, and the music's great, and I really like the... Uh, the, the, the... What's it called? The Isometric, isometric Palace, Palace area. I love that, but... The main bulk of the stage, I think it's it's a little bit too stock rare, and it's like it's not the layout isn't that memorable. It's kind of a bit huh. hodgepodge. I I don't get that, <clears throat> but <laughs> and it's like too big for its own good. Like you got this huge lake area with nothing really? in it. It's it's it's. I don't think it's that big. I mean, oh, not comparison mate, to too big. I like... never got. Like it took a little bit getting used to, but once I figured out where everything was, I found it really easy to navigate. The square footage of that lake is bigger than LA. <laughs> really? Okay. Nah, got it. Taking this. But anyway, um, <clears throat> so yeah, so Capital Casino, then Glick Glick. Uh Then this week's level, uh, Galleon Galaxy. Uh, again, very good, just not quite up there for me. A couple of faults against it. Uh, then the first level, uh, which is great, great fun. Um, and surprisingly challenging for a first stage as well um and then right at the top is moody maze marsh which i just think is as close to platforming perfection as video gaming can get <laughs> if first amount of the things that we both enjoy that are the same it's always amazing how we just a lot of times have polar opposite I know opinions about that. It's weird. Like we, like we agree on the majority of what, what types of things are good, but then we get down to the nitty nitty gritty. We pick different things we like and hate the most. It's kind of interesting. (laughs) Yeah. It's why we do well on a podcast together. We both, we both agree that world war two is an interesting conflict. I personally, you know, think the allied forces are right. Whereas you personally agree with the Nazis. So it's all in the detail. That is not true. Anyone listening. (laughs) Anyway, um, <clears throat> I'll stop throwing mud on you. I apologize for that. It's all right. I'll find, I know where you live. Oh, yeah, you do. Uh, right, so I've enjoyed doing this. Uh, thanks for having me on for a couple of the. I know I couldn't be on every week because of, you know, reasons. But it's been fun. And I hope after all the E3 stuff's done and, you know, done and over with, maybe... In a few weeks, we can reconvene and just give like overall final thoughts, talk about the last boss and stuff, and 
future of the franchise. Yep. Yeah. Well, we'll have to. I think we have we have a bit planned out right now, so we'll have to sort of look and figure out where we can fit that week. We don't have something planned, so yeah, we'll look into that. Cool. And come up with something. But anyway, thank you for listening, you fine, loyal listeners. Be sure to like us on the Facebooks and the Instagrams and the Twitters. Actually, I think some of those are follows, but I'm, I'm pretty sure you can figure out the proper social media protocols. Don't forget YouTube. And YouTube. That's where you... See, I was going to leave that one for last because I know that's a subscription and not a follow or like, so... Click the subscribe button. And there's even a little bell there you can click to get annoying notifications from us every time we upload an episode. So, you should do that. Also, you could... There's, I don't think we usually say it, but you can comment on these too. And if you want to have like a little semi-discussion about what we talked about in the comments and do all sorts of YouTube comedy things down there, you're welcome to do that. And I think that's the due diligence. Did I forget any due diligence? No, not that I know. Okay, cool. Do all those things. And we will see you next week for our pre-E3 spectacular. Yeah. If that's yeah. what you say, then I guess we will. It will be spectacular. Unless plans suddenly change last minute and I'm then an idiot in retrospect. Anyway, you guys have a good week. <laughs>